on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, delighted to say in like record setting that we're together again. I'm joined by my partner in crime, me amigo, it's Matt. Hey you mate, yeah, you, you wondered didn't you, with this kind of record setting of the amount of times we're doing the podcast, hopefully mm. that, will, that will sort of flow onto Spurs and they'll have a record amount of wins and, you know, good fortune. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm up for that. I mean, yeah. basically, right now, whilst Tottenham are playing so well, I would feel responsible if me and you missed an episode. There you go. And then we lost. Yeah, it'd be so our fault. So if, like, West Ham smash us this weekend, the next week expect two different people completely. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and mix up. We'll try something else. <laughs> um, but, yeah, mate, um, how things with you? I mean, we're... Uh, before we get stuck into all things Tottenham, I mean, the COVID virus is still around. COVID-19, it's... Apparently now we've got layers, uh, tiers, if you like. I do actually blame Tottenham Twitter for the new government stance, by the way. The minute they introduced tier systems for sources on transfer stories, you just know somewhere there was a government minister going, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I'll have some of that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a bit mad again, isn't it? I, I mean, I hope everyone listening staying safe and well, but... It just feels like this, you know, at the start it was like, oh, this is weird. What a historical moment we're living through. And now it's like, I wish this historical moment would just do one. Yeah. Uh, uh, to start with, I mean, in sort of March, April, I mean, you've, I can remember looking at the, um, you know, we've discussed it before with the Amazon mm. documentary and when it first yeah. sort of kicked off on that and how everyone was all really freaked out and we were. And, and I can remember... Yeah. You know, everyone had their posters in the windows. Everyone was baking banana bread and kind of, yep. we'll, we'll, we'll channel that World War Two spirit and we'll get through this. But now everyone's yeah. like, oh, just fuck oh. this, man. I want to get back to normal. Do you know but don't, um, don't it, I'll tell you what, you just said that about our World War Two spirit, but doesn't it kind of like really hit home? Like, I know all of us go, what a generation that was going through the blitz and everything, but doesn't it just hit home? Man, that must have been a Yeah, yeah. that was you five know, years, years, wasn't it? Yeah. And, I know, years. And you're rationing. <sighs> You know, people are punching each other over bog roll right now. <laughs> Back then, you know, it's like, what, you want sugar? Oh, my God, are you psychotic? Yeah. Do you think you can get sugar? Yeah, I'd, I'd like some pineapple, please. Pineapple, what are you, royalty? Sort of. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, Do you know, talking and, about and the bog... Go on, yeah, my God. No, 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 go on. I was going to say, talking about the bog roll, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm i glad it kind of passed because I remember about two or three weeks ago, I went into Costco because I was hearing rumblings of the bog roll going again. Yeah. And yeah. I went to my local Costco and they're like nope we're out and I'm like you are shitting me is it really we're back <laughs> to this now and then it, it didn't happen did it because like I went I went no. into the local I think the tes- Tesco the other day and there's shed loads in there so I'm like clearly yeah. that, that thankfully didn't become a thing you know but <laughs> I was just dreading that second wave of toilet roll paracetamol yeah. was it no it wasn't it was paracetamol because yeah, there was, was a rumour that ibuprofen didn't make a yeah. difference so you could you could go yeah. into any boots and they, they were stacked full of ibuprofens but you could not get yeah. one single paracetamol in any and of then, those and then about you know there's basically someone somewhere like Mr. Paracetamol the guy who owns the pattern 
button on it going, uh, I heard ibuprofen's really bad yeah, for COVID. Uh, and everyone's like, yeah, listen to that guy. He knows what he's talking about. And there's Mr. Ibuprofen going, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> yeah, and thanks to social media, though. Just stuff just spreads so fast. Well, like, I was going like, to say, even... yeah, I was going to say about, do you remember your April Fool's joke? I'm starting to think you might be involved. Oh, you, you and this no. paracetamol guy might no. be involved. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, no, it's a perfect segue back into Tottenham because that April Fool's Day just really hit home to me about, like, wow, the internet's a dangerous place. Um, for, for long-time listeners of this, you'll know all about this, so apologies for talking about it again. But for, for the new people who have joined us, and a lot of people have joined us, by the way, recently, so welcome. Um, the uh, we, I basically, for April Fool's Day, I think this is three years ago now, maybe two. Yeah, three. I think I, three, I, I think. remember. I wrote uh, a post for our Facebook page, and basically it was written as kind of uh, kind of news story ish as I possibly can, as from an amateur point of view. Uh, basically, the the owners of um, who was it, the New England Patriots, the NFL side, were going to buy Tottenham, um, and I wrote it all out and I, I laid it all out nicely, put an image in there of the new owners, and did a bit of background on them as well. And then the very last line, I wrote April Fool's Day, you know. April 4, haha, have a lovely day sort of thing. And there's loads of comments, people are like, oh, you got me, oh, no, oh, you really got me on this. But somebody, and whether it was one person or lots of people, I don't know, took a screenshot of it and cropped the last line, so literally just cropped the April Fool's Day part off and shared it everywhere. It went viral. It did. We, it it like actually nas- did. Like newspapers at to like... Com- I. I had this image of journalists contacting Tottenham going, oh, there's this rumour going around Tottenham being like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> and they're like, oh, thanks. You know, yeah, well, we had to, you know, we had to double check. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love the idea of someone contacting the New England Patriots. Like, hey, I hear you're buying Tottenham, are we? What? <laughs> yeah, where the hell's that? What, you know, what part of New York's that in? Um, so, yeah, I, I, it was mad. And it was so strange because I think it was like a year later... And me and you were doing something, and I think we both got forwarded it like on WhatsApp. Yeah, people said, "Oh, have you heard about this?" Yeah, I got I got it forwarded from about at least five or six groups forwarded (laughs) it to me. The image, and I'm like, I know the person who wrote this. It's an April Fool's joke. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like literally, I had to go back through all of our posts because Football London, a guy called Alistair Gold's a journalist, a great guy, great, um, great insight, Tottenham. If you don't follow him on Twitter or anything, go find him. Uh, Good journalist for Tottenham fans. Anyway, um, he basically uh, had to write like a a story about this because it was being shared so much. He was kind of like, well, someone needs to put this to bed. So I went back through all of our Facebook posts, which was really annoying because there's no search function by the way you've literally got to scroll back so yeah. like scroll back a year of posts and you know when we got game day by the way we post like 50 odd times so it's like oh here we go i finally found it so i could take a screenshot of the original post with it saying april fool's day to prove i wrote it <laughs> <laughs> and it was an april fool's day because the other thing was once i said like oh i wrote that people were like well why did you do that you jackass i'm like it was an April Fool's Yeah, and I joke. said it was an April Fool's joke at the I end. I said it on there. <laughs> and it's like people, but the funny thing is, like people in the Facebook comments are like, oh, you got me, well done. But it also taught me that loads of people don't read the whole article. Because no, no. loads of people were like tagging people in it, going, oh, wow, check this out. And I'm like, are you trying to prank others? Yeah, or they're yeah. like, then replying, going, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Wouldn't that be great? I'm like, seriously, guys, read, read the whole thing. Yeah. What, what are you doing? 
they you, don't. They read no. like one paragraph or two, and that's it. Their mind's made up. They're done. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because um, on a like, on a local uh, uh, a Facebook page uh, that I'm part of, so where, obviously where I live, yeah. someone put a joke on, and it was it started off with went to my lo- and we've only got one Chinese takeaway here. And he said, yeah. uh, he started off, I went to my local Chinese takeaway, made an order. He said, and I'm sitting in the in the car and it starts mo- and there's something in the bag starts moving, right? It goes on and on and on. And right at the yeah. end, it says it was Peking Duck, right? And it, oh, brilliant <laughs> joke, right? it's a brilliant joke, right? But yeah. I think sometimes, I mean, I, I, I someone put a comment saying, maybe because there's only one Chinese restaurant in, in, where I, in the town I live, maybe you should yeah. sort of not do that, like take it off because, and it, and it, it caused so much, it's a real divide oh, between wow. people that were going, that's hilarious, keep it. And other people were going, yeah. I think because it's a, because it's a local business, some people don't read to the end and they and the other people will be going, well, if they're too yeah. stupid to read to the end, they shouldn't be reading it. But, <laughs> but that, but that's how yeah. it, it's right. You're right. With, with, it with is. Facebook, people it tend is. to read the first bit, don't they? And they, they ignore like yeah. the, 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 yeah. the, you know, the towards the end of the, the, well, the post. With, um, with page posts, something I learned as well, which is when we're posting anything now is basically when it displays on people's wall or whatever, you know, feed, sorry, you only get the first paragraph, and then it says "read more" yeah, underneath. That's right. So if you don't grab someone's attention in that first bit, then no one's going to click "read more." But it's also really interesting for me. Like when we were, well, I used to do the trans- transfer roundups, like when you're in the window, and it's like, okay, look, this is all the bullshit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the sure. bullshit out there. Here you go, um, and we do this rating system for it where we're like, look, this has come from a pretty reliable reporter, so maybe this is green. This has come from about five different places, so we're going to say orange. This has come from the sun. Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is garbage, right? <laughs> um, so, so we sort of like, you know, we do that, and then the amount of times I'd go down into it, you'd be like, oh, wow, we've not been linked with many people, and I'm like... I've just spent an hour putting together about 40 different transfer stores where we've been linked to every known player in the universe and ranked them all based on their, you know, the journalist has done it. And this jackass has read the first line and gone, oh, not much about, is there? I'm like, seriously, goose. Oh, my word. How, how very dare you. And then I actually saw once, because I was going to comment, someone actually put, Did you, do you ever click read more? Oh, oh. and he's like, the guy replies, like, oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't give him an insight, this, like, you know. This is like, a, this is like a burning indictment of the way the world is. <laughs> it's just so worrying. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're right. And the other thing as well, like you said about that joke in that page. I mean, the amount of times me and you have like made a joke in like Facebook or anything like that, and we made your and the reactions like load of people are like oh that's great, yeah. And then a load of people are like angry. You shouldn't make that joke. I know, you shouldn't do that. That could, have, that could offend. It gets this so person, divided. That person. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I took it down a post not that long ago because of it, and I, I I often think about it now, and I like really overthink what I'm gonna say on the page. It, basically, any time I'm I'm at a loss at the moment, I just grab a picture of Gareth Bale and put that up with a smiley face. Yes, and people love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look, yeah. here's Gareth Bale tying his boots. Yeah, Yay! <laughs> here's Gareth Bale running. Woo! Here's Gareth Bale shooting. Ah. Oh. See, you know, if, you've, if he you've comes worked... on against West Ham and he's crap, I'm in trouble. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but do you know, yeah, I think you've worked out how how government work now, uh, Sam. Just yeah. just put little yeah. snippets to make them. Tell them that there's going to be ten p off yeah. the pint and a pint at the next. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word now. What they do every year? Budget. Budget. Yeah. The next budget, yeah, and then it keeps yeah. everyone happy. So that's what yeah, we we need to do. Yeah, just put right. a picture every time. You, we feel like the masses yeah. are getting upset. Anytime people post are angry, a picture of Bell. 
Here's a picture of Bale. Here he is. Look at him. Look how pretty he is in our new kit. Or, or like, look at our stadium. I mean, we, the other day, I mean, this is, again, this is just so funny. Um, we extended the capacity to the stadium. It's something that's ongoing. Basically, we opened it at that capacity to get the licensing done. But ever since then, it's been like, well, we can put more seats there. So we'll do that. We'll do this. And it's gradually expanding. But every time we have to get planning permission to do it. So the club increased it again. We put the story out there. And the reaction, a lot of people are like, okay, that's great. You know, oh, wow, that's good. It's definitely like the biggest club stadium in London, no doubt. But then the rest of the people... Well, what bloody good's that? We can't go there anyway. It's like, well, yeah, but eventually we will. Yeah, it's not going to... This I mean, isn't forever, I mean, this coat. Yeah, I mean, it better bloody not be. But, but it's like, yeah, no, I, I, I completely understand that we're not allowed in there at the moment. I get it. We're all, we all get it, mate. We don't need to be reminded every 30 seconds. But yeah, it's like, oh, can, can we not just have like a, a conversation about this without someone going, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah I know, mate, I know. It's like... Like we signed Gareth Bell, which is probably one of the biggest interacted with social media posts we've done so far this year. Now, I don't know if you did this because I was in such a great mood, like because I was so annoyed the day before that it got delayed. I was like, oh, this is really bugging me. We now know why, because Daniel Levy chiselled another million quid off him the minute he found out he was injured. But, you know, yes. that's, that's yeah, good sure. old Daniel. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, so, so when it was finally announced, and they did a really cool job with it, and it was like, great, the feeling was good. Everybody was like, wow, he's here. And what a great left-back we signed as well, you know, he's here. Did you actually look at the comments we got? No, I didn't, know. A load of them were, yeah, but he's injured. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we spent all this money on an injured player. We could have gone elsewhere. I, I just look at oh wow, it, it is true. Yeah. We really like some people. Just it's like they get happy, and it hurts them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, I smiled yeah. earlier, yeah. and my face hurt. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of making people happy in Spurs fans, um, thank you for the two, three. Uh, 30 people who messaged me and said, Oi, we had a competition to win a shirt. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I should have announced the winner last week, and I didn't. And the reason is I completely forgot. So I apologise absolutely 100%. But Matt, um, it's time for us to do the prize draw for who wins the Tottenham shirt for this season. Um, what I've done is I've every entry has been assigned a number. And I've done it all myself. Awesome. And Matt, you you can say this. You have no idea who's entered. No. You have no idea the numbers of assigned to anybody. No. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you. And by the way, the odds of winning this with us is normally very good. Um, we had 71 entries on this. Oh, wow. Uh, unfortunately, only... <sighs> people are going to think I've rigged this. But only 69 are valid. Two of them... Basically, I kept chasing them to say, look, you've not done the review. Send me the evidence of the review. You've just emailed me. And they never got back to me. So okay. I've had to discount them. Oh, so, that's harsh, yeah, Sam. You've got, to pick a, you've got to pick a number between 1 and 69. And I didn't rig it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I promise. Um, so basically, pick a number between 1 and 69. And what, I will then look up who that number was. And that person wins the shirt for 2020. 21. Now, now, drag out a bit. Think of it like X Factor and you're announcing the winner. Drag out a little bit. <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not just going to pick a, a random number. It's um, my daughter Layla's birthday uh, this month. 
She's gonna turn. Oh, she's gonna turn six, which isn't the number I'm gonna pick. But she's gonna. Oh, she's, years dragging it out. But she's gonna turn six on the 27th of October. So I think let's go for number 27. Number 27. Bit of tension music. Bit of tension music. 27. You know, if you'd gone six on my list, I'd literally have to count down to six because you've gone 27. I've got. Just putting that out there, by the way. Anyway, and, and don't say, don't read out who's going to be number six because they're going to hate me. So just like, leave that one blank. Yeah. Yeah, if your name's Pete and you entered, you don't like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I now have the winner. Let me double check. Yep, okay, okay. The winner of the Tottenham Hotspur shirt, home, away, or third for the 2020 21 season is Matthew Fleming. Oh, nice. He's a, he's a long-term listener yeah. as well, isn't he? Fantastic. Yeah, yeah he is, actually. He's someone who comments. Yeah. So, well done, Matthew. Um, email me, sam at spursnews.co.uk. Uh, I need to know size, uh, your home address to send it. Um, because of COVID, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to basically pass the details on to someone at the club who's going to send it direct to you. Uh, rather than it coming here, then there, and bouncing around, because, you know, that's extra risk, and, you know, I might sneeze on it or something. You don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So send me for your details, the email, sam at spursnews.co.uk. Uh, but, yeah, Matthew Fleming, you are the winner. Come on down. Fantastic, fantastic. That's Matthew looking after Matthew, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, now you've said that, people are like, fix, fix. <laughs> Yeah, the guy who was number six is living. Yes, yeah. Living, man. How close was he? How close? Yeah, I'm going to email the guy who was number six. Just say, like, this is Matt's email address. You you need to have words. Send all the hate his way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, please. You don't get hate now, do you? It's just me. Uh, do you know, you, I don't know if you want to talk about it on the podcast. I know you did mention it, but uh, I, I'm, it, it really not su- massively, but it surprised you don't, me. Do you? No one else, no one else does. I, I get loads of hate. I don't know why, mate. Well, I, why do you? People don't like me. I think. Um, but one, one guy, right? And, and I'll say this, and I'm not going to name him because he does listen every week, and I don't get it. This guy listens to every show we do. And he will email me. And initially, I used to take it as kind of like, this guy's critiquing what we're saying and, you know, opening a discussion. And I'd always reply to him. And kind of like, yeah, I see your point on this. This is what I'm thinking. This is why I said what I said. It's now got to the stage where basically it's gone from being like two to three paragraphs in an email of almost like a critique telling me why I'm wrong on everything to now just basically a couple of lines of, you're a fucking idiot. You should (laughs) stick to rugby and stuff like that. And it's like, okay. Fair enough. So I don't reply to him anymore. But what I don't get is if he really dislikes my opinion on all things Tottenham and he really doesn't like the discussion we have, why listen? Just don't listen. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. I really don't get it. And and the guys probably listen to this right now. And if you are, then email me and let me know. Why listen? Because is it a case of like, I hate that guy so much, I need to know why I hate him this week? Which, okay, that's fine. And if you genuinely just like, I like listening to things that make me angry, like, okay, dude, that's fine. Just let me know. Maybe, like, you know, like, 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 some people, you know, when they're like, they're working out and they just want something angry to get them, like, to yeah. lift the extra weights. Maybe he just does that. Like, he just listens that to your voice and he's like, maybe that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Maybe I grate on this guy so much, I'm helping him put a swell on. That's what it is. Yeah. 
That's, that's, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go with that, mate. If I'm helping you, like, if you get to that, like, 25 reps and you're like, you know what, I need to hit the 30, let's take the Spurs News podcast on. Oh, this man makes me so mad! <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll take that. All right, that's cool. All right, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, just for him, I'm going to do 30 minutes on rugby at the end of the podcast. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're, you're fine. I, I will say, though, for anyone who is a rugby fan and a Tottenham fan, um, my local club, Bristol, are in their first ever European final tomorrow night. Um, and I'm just like you know, Tottenham in the Champions League final. This is kind of like the Europa League, by the way. <laughs> Bristol aren't that good, <laughs> but this is big for the club. So I'm I'm kind of really looking forward to this. Eight o'clock tomorrow night against French side Toulon. Which which channel is this um, on, Sam? Uh, it's on BT Sport. Oh, can, 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 so I, can, I, can, I, can I mention that conversation? Oh, with don't. That? Yeah, go on. Then. Yeah, probably the dumbest conversation anyone's going to have this week. Yeah. Go oh, on. it's quality. So, so on the uh, on our little messenger group uh, with the admins, you you said that the uh, I think it was under twenty ones international, was it? And you yeah, said you, England under twenty one. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that Skip and Session you were playing. It said it's on BT Sport. If anyone's in, if anyone was it the, the word you used? If anyone's at a loose end. Oh, yeah, so yeah, said, yeah, if anyone's at a loose end. So yeah. I said I, I'm at a loose. In, but I haven't got BT Sports, and then Laura said the same, and then you was like, "Oh, actually, I yeah. haven't got BT Sports either." <laughs> no, <laughs> I cancelled it during the pandemic. It was like the most dumbest thing I'd ever come out with. It was like basically, you know, oh, who's watched this new film that's in the cinema right now? All the cinemas are closed. I'm, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, it was just so dumb. But yeah, during the pandemic, I, I cancelled BT Sport, and I got to be honest with you, the main reason why I cancelled it, not like put it on pause like I did with Sky, is because. I've never enjoyed the coverage on BT Sport. Like I've never enjoyed it at all. And they kept putting the price up to the point I was actually paying nearly £40 a month for their sport channels when I had everything for Sky for 60 Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like sport, yeah. movies, everything. And I'm like, I'm paying £100 a month and £40 of that is for this? Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah, so I, um, I I, now use alternative means. Alternative means, yeah. <laughs> Or you know someone that uses alternative means that tells you, they yes. phone you and they say to you, I'm and watching the alternative means, I'm going to tell you what I'm watching. Yeah, and I'm going to update you constantly. Um, or or I listen on the radio. There you go, yeah. Is, yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. I got the old wireless out and had a good listen. Do, do, do you know what? I, <laughs> turned out nice I remember, I don't know if this is, this is going to make me feel old now, but it would have been in... Yeah. When when did when was Judas playing for us? I think it was even when he was playing up front, but it was a while ago. <laughs> do, do you mean do you mean do you mean the, the Soul one or do you mean Iscariot? Because I think he was fullback from Palestine. I don't think he ever made his debut for Spurs. <laughs> yeah. well, that's a one. But, yeah, uh, Judas. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, it was on. so. It would back, it back in them days. Back in them days. Yeah, because I I I was um so it was at the time when very few people had Sky Sports, and I can remember my friend Mark had it. Yeah. But I don't think he had yeah. the actual sports. Beat. We all had one mate. You yeah. <laughs> so so I used to when the, when the games used to be on, I used to go up into my room and just f- find a radio station and listen to the f- listen to the game through the radio. And I I used to really look forward yeah. to it all day. Like you know, I can't wait to listen to the game. Yeah. And now thinking back, I'm like, it's just not the same, is it? <laughs> it's not the same no, to no, watch it, it, is not. it? It's, it's not the same. It's not, but it's funny because like it's what we had. Yeah. Like um, yeah. I tried to explain to my daughter that the very first TV I I had in my room as a kid was this hand me down that had basically been handed down from I think my granddad to my dad to me, 
And it was this thing. It was basically a radio with a TV screen on it about the size of your iPhone is nowadays. Okay. And it was a black and white screen about that big. And I'd sit and I'd watch Match of the Day. And that was it. I was allowed to watch Match of the Day on a Saturday night in my room. And then I had to switch it off afterwards and go to sleep. But that was it. Right. And it was on this TV, and I was trying to explain this to her as like it was it was about the same size, you know, it was about it was like the size of a shoebox. Oh, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. <laughs> and she's looking at me like, and the screen was that small. I'm like, yeah. She's watching my iPad's got a bigger screen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to understand that technology's moved on quite a bit. She's like, I had no idea you were that old. I'm like, thanks, kid. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, when I tell stories like that, I suddenly hits me like, yeah, yeah, actually, maybe I am that. Yeah, old. yeah, I, I can, I can remember for me that the when when I was probably I don't know five, six, my kids' age maybe, that we had a television, mm-hmm. and if you wanted to change the channel, there was a remote control attached to a wire, but it was too far away to actually. Nice. Right, so we used to rest it in front of the television, which is pointless. So what you used to have to do is, yeah. you, do you, I don't know if you remember this because I know you're only a couple of years younger than me. When you have to push, you have to push yeah. it in. That the, the, the buttons, yeah, there's only five buttons on there. You push it in and it come out, and then you tune it to the other channel. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like like now, like our TV yeah. is like a it's like a picture that's hanging on the wall, you know. And and yeah, this yeah. was this huge box with this silly wired remote oh, control. Oh, that's it. It out. was the size of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, because even even when we got older, because like one of my first jobs when I was in sixth form college was working in Comet, which is now a store that's gone, warehouse. And it was basically, I would like, people would come into the store, buy like a TV, and I'd like go out to the back, find it in the box, and take it out to their car. And people were buying like these 40 inch, 50 inch like plasma TVs, but these were TVs, they weren't flat screens. These things were like (laughs) houses, these boxes. And like me and my friend, like a couple of my friends there, we used to play rugby and out. It was like, this is a bigger workout than training. Yeah, I bet, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> like carrying out washing machines. By the way, washing machines have concrete in the base, <laughs> they are heavy as hell. But yeah, TV screens. And I mean, I remember because one of the funny things you do to people on their first day is you tell them which the wrong way round to put a TV on a sack truck. So basically, they were weighted obviously towards the screen right so you put the screen on the sack truck move it back and then take it out you waited the other way and they'd go to move it and the whole thing would go flying head on the sack truck oh Oh, it was fun to watch but anyway (laughs) yeah so yeah just the fact that technology moves on this quickly i mean the idea of ipads right these portable devices that we all use now like we've had them all our lives If someone had shown us that, like me and you were at school, it was like science fiction. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, completely. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. like touch screen what? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I just press it. <laughs> right. I remember people introducing a mouse to me as new technology for a computer. <laughs> right, but you move this cursor around with this, and I'm like, wow, when I move this, it moves on the screen. <laughs> what? Play my mind, man. And now... And now I like walk into my house and go, uh, you know, Alexa, play this, and my house computer responds to me. It's what insane, the hell? Isn't it? Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Uh, but anyway, one of the things I want to talk about this week, because I know we're sort of off on a tangent at the moment, is I want to get your view, if you've read much about it, on Project Big Picture. Is it? Is this? Because... Is this the new the, the things they're doing uh, around the ground? <sighs> So project no 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 project big picture is the initiative devised by Manchester United and oh, Liverpool owners yeah, yeah. of how they could support the lower leagues and it was described by one person I thought very aptly by a journalist for um, 
I want to say the Guardian, but I could be wrong. But the, whoever the journalist was described it as a cyanide pill coated in sugar <laughs> for football in this country. And I thought, yep, I'm with you on that. Um, so basically, the, the, the idea behind this was to develop a short-term support package for the lower league football. You know, great. Yeah, we can all agree that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but then also an ongoing support package for lower league football, which I, again, think, yep. Yeah, that's a perfect, you know, so much money in the Premier League. It makes perfect sense that the, you know, football pyramid is reinforced by that. That's great that they're going to commit to do that. The thing that I was completely against and the thing that really quite shocked me is that they wanted to change the system in the Premier League from basically one club, one vote to allowing what they classed as the big six clubs in the Premier League to have quite an inordinate amount of power and say um so in essence it was kind of like look we'll give you 250 million to the leagues now 150 million every year we'll give 100 million to the fa now but you have to kind of surrender that the big six will from this day on control everything because if they decide actually do you know what we don't want to give that 150 million a season anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one can outvote them. If they all vote in sync, that's it. You know, they're all there. If when the next TV deal comes up, the big six goes, Do you know what? We want 75% of all of the TV money to us because we're the biggest rules for the league. The other 25% can be distributed between you lot. Oh, and we've all voted for it. That's it. And I know that's extreme examples, and I know people are looking at it like, oh, you know, it could have been done differently. But the thing that about it, which is now even more confusing, is the fact that when it went to a vote in the Premier League yesterday, all 20 clubs voted against it. You sent me this article, and you said to me, if two of the clubs developed it for the benefit of the top six, so you guess they would have been consulted in some way why is it that all 20 clubs have now voted against yeah it doesn't think... make any sense does it well I, it does and it doesn't right i feel like this report got leaked ahead of the vote this project thing got leaked because they wanted to sit back and see what the reaction would be and i think they saw the reaction from fans you know journalists were a lot of journalists were scathing a lot of other journalists from lower league football thought it was great you know a lot of clubs in lower league football said you know this is great we like this so but fan groups for example like the top 6 clubs fan groups united instantly with the fan association for all of the english fan groups and just went after them um and I, I personally think that they looked at that and went, yeah, well, yeah, that's not going to work. Because <laughs> <laughs> you think about like the stuff that happened, you know, during COVID, you know, um, Tottenham, well, we're going to furlough all our staff. I mean, the relentless barrage of abuse they had from fans. I'd like to put my hand up and say I was a big part of that. Yeah. Um, it was relentless. They could have posted anything during that time, and the reply would have been pay your staff. Yeah, and they, and they, and they did. You know, like, that was the response. They could have signed to bail that yeah. week, and it would have been pay your yeah. staff. Yeah. Um, and because of that, they looked at it and went, wow, okay, right, yeah, total misstep. We'll we'll do things differently. We won't furlough the staff. We'll take this government loan instead, which means that everybody's on board. The club's safe. You know, this is what we're going to do. Um, Man City uh, reversed their decision Liverpool reversed their decision Liverpool did the same as Tottenham Man City just you know 
but I ripped off another third world country to <laughs> fund whatever they're doing. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of like this is insane, and the reaction to this project, big picture, was horrific. Now, if you're if you not know any of this, you're not sure what it is. Uh, literally, go to Google Project Big Picture Premier League. And there is some fantastic pieces, like literally laying out bullet points of what they were planning to do. But it's the power shift. It was the kind of like this power vacuum it would create. And what's interesting to me is like the Premier League is this product that is so competitive that you can have situations in the Premier League which you just don't get in other leagues. Um, you know, can you imagine a team like Leicester City winning La Liga, for example? You know, I, I, I can't think of a Leicester City equivalent right now, but just someone in the league who's never won the Premier League, never won the Liga, uh, Malaga. I'll just pick them off the top of my head. They beat Barcelona, Real Madrid, all of these teams and win the league. It just doesn't happen, <laughs> you know. Hoffenheim don't win the Bundesliga, you know. Um, teams don't come out of nowhere and win in Portugal. You don't see East Fife winning the Scottish Premier League, mm. you know. In England, you do have this possibility because of how competitive the league is and how everyone gets their share. And everyone gets a vote on what happens. If you are a Premier League team, you are involved in all the decisions of the Premier League. In the Liga, for example, up until recently, as in like two to three years ago, Real Madrid and Barcelona literally controlled about half of the TV money. So any TV deal done by La Liga, they took half of it. So the rest of the teams just couldn't compete with them. Yeah, sure. Now this summer's just happened. What's interesting is this distribution's happened. If you notice this summer, those two clubs are struggling for money. Yeah, yeah. Because for years and years and years, they've just been putting players on insane salaries because they always just took the money from the league, basically. Now they're not able to do it. The league over there is finally going to level a bit. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think that's like it probably is why we got Bow in the end because they probably would have not been happy to pay him his wages, and but they would no. it would, would have been a water for, water for ducks back to them. Whereas they had to get yeah. uh, some of that money off their wage bill, didn't they? They did. They did. I mean, Barcelona's the same. Um, you know, they're still discussing it now. It's kind of it's crazy to me how the situation happened. You know, look at Lionel Messi there. Lionel Messi's on basically a million pounds per week. Mm. That is his... um, And because of the taxation rules in Spain, etc., he's nearly taking that home every week. And he was in a dispute with them about, you know, I had a break clause in my contract. I could leave for nothing. And they're saying, no, no, you couldn't, no, you couldn't. I mean, from Barcelona's point of view, if they let Lionel Messi leave for nothing, I mean, their fans would have been rioting in the streets. But from a financial point of view, they then had to shift something like seven players to balance the books for keeping him. So they haven't, you know, they're so, yeah, they've signed they've signed a few people, but nothing like you see normally in a summer of you know Real Madrid have gone and signed Eden Hazard for a hundred million. Um, you know, Barcelona have spent you know eighty million on uh, you know De Jong and stuff like that. It just this year nothing like it. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, it's something, it's like one of those things, and I, I do think the uh, sugar-coated cyanide pill was just a great way of putting it, you know, like a power grab. Um, and it was going to convert the Premier League into what I class as like a very Americanized setup where you kind of ring fence clubs. So the top six would have become like franchise teams for the league. Like, you know, well, there's no chance they can ever be relegated. There's no chance of anything like that. And, even though Tottenham were classed as one of those, I, I wasn't a fan. I didn't like it. It felt very, uh, 
very not football for me. Yeah, and 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 I think that the competitiveness of it is probably the the, the the key, isn't it? Because I know, like you say, like it has changed now, but you look at the league, and that's always one I my mind always goes to the fact that Real Madrid and Barcelona just completely and utterly dominated that league for years and years, yeah. and it. I wouldn't say it got dull, but you know, it, it's, it's well, it is a bit. Dull. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like you say, as much as it was painful for us as Tottenham fans the year Leicester won the league, it was, yeah. it was, yeah, it was good for the Premier League, wasn't it? That a team that yeah. the year before just about avoided relegation and then win the win the league the next season It's insane, you know. Yeah. But it happened, and and, and it. And it proved to the whole world, and it proved to every other team in the league of like, if we're in the league, we got a chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, it like emboldened teams, and the people looked at what Leicester did around their recruitment and the way they were doing things, and went, okay, let's let's mirror that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, stuff like that just can't happen if you don't have uh, a level playing field. And I'm always, you know, even if Tottenham were the top side in the league and everything, I'd always want it to be competitive. It's, you know, of course, I'd still want us to win it every year, but mm-hmm. you, you know, you don't. I don't see the fun in it. You know, if you literally win every single trophy, you know, I, like for example, if I was in Scotland, I would not see the joy in being a Celtic fan. Like we've when Rangers had that, you know, were like made bankrupt and dropped down all the divisions. Since then, Celtic win the league. Celtic win the cup. Celtic do this. Celtic do that. Basically, the only team that can trip Celtic up is Celtic. Yeah. And that's dull. I mean, yeah. where is you, you know, where's the fun? In yeah, that? you know, what it feels it feels like uh, Sam. It's like um, like yeah. Seb's really into playing FIFA at the moment. I think FIFA 21's come yeah. out on it. I'll, I'll get that for him for Christmas. Yeah, but is, uh, yeah. with FIFA, nice. when you when you play FIFA, it's, it's it feels like setting up a league mm-hmm. and you being Barcelona and then in that league putting yeah. uh, 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 19 clubs from 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 <laughs> League Two. You, you know you're going to beat yeah, you're you. going to beat every yeah. team 10 nil, and it's great that you're yeah. beating every team t- team 10 nil. But it's boring, isn't it? You know, there's there's you know you're going to win every game, and I, I'd rather. Uh, you, you know, I'd rather set it up so you've got to mix it up a little bit, so you've got a chance of like, you, 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 if you do win, it feels better. And, and it probably it's, yeah. it, it's probably a bit similar to, um, I mean, you look at fans of maybe Chelsea of late, I guess, and uh, Manchester City. It, it must be nice nice for them to win these trophies year on year. Yeah. But and we said this before, haven't we? Like, you know, I, I, I genuinely, if, if Spurs won the League Cup this season, I would. I feel like I'd run around naked outside my house. That's how desperate yeah, we are yeah, for a try. You, you appreciate yeah. these things more, don't you? And and we, you know, it, yeah. it, we had a conversation, didn't we, um, on the podcast a, a few weeks ago about Real Madrid and how their their fans just seem odd the way yeah. they behave. Yeah. But it's like you said, like you know, when they're going into every game expecting to win three or four or five yeah. nil, it it does yeah. take it takes something away, doesn't it? it? It makes it like it doesn't make it any like. You know, when when you when we see Spurs win, like you know, and I think I mentioned it at the time when I went to when when we saw when I went to see Spurs win two 0 against Man City last season when Bergwijn got that goal, oh, mate, I come away from that game just buzzing, yeah. you know, because yeah, it's just you, you do, if, and yeah, and and so yeah, have have that. I think yeah, you need to keep that. And like you talk about, you know, uh, teams coming to the Premier League and it feeling competitive. You only got to look at like teams like Chef like Wolves and like Sheffield United. Sheffield United mm. got promoted and yeah. they feel like um, they they were like, unlucky to miss out on Europe last season weren't they yeah yeah and and Leeds United this season have started yeah, really well yeah 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 
completely. Yeah, it's, it makes it a better, a better league. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. know, I'd love, love Tottenham to win stuff, but it, it, it's, it's what it should be. It should be competitive. And England, English football, with all of the leagues, all of the clubs that exist and stuff, it should always be competitive. And there should be a structure in place that means that teams are always trying to kick on, always trying to improve, always trying to go up the next run of the ladder. Um, because if you don't have that, then you just get complacency and you get this kind of... And I, I think fans as well. I mean, like for me, um, I got friends, for example, who basically became Man United fans when the Premier League started. Mm. <laughs> and and they, you know, so their whole become, a you know, teenage years, young adult years, Alex Ferguson, Premier League, if they weren't winning the title, at least they picked up an FA Cup. You they know, they, they basically won yeah. stuff every season. Mm. And now... To listen to them, they're like suicidal, homicidal. Like they got, it's like they can't comprehend any of this. And then I've got friends who are Man City fan, like genuine Man City fan. One of my friends who was a fan of theirs when we were kids, and you remember they were like not only relegated from the Premier League, they they got knocked down out of the Championship. They were in League One, yeah, yeah. And they had to battle back, and then they got new owners, and the new owner, and the new stadium, and then they won the Premier League. And that day, they won the Premier League. I mean, he, I thought his head was going to explode. He just didn't know what to do. He was like beyond. Yeah. I mean, they're now winning trophies on a regular basis, but he, for example, is still like everyone is like an absolute blessing from the gods. Mm. Um, but of course, he, he said to me like his kid, his, his son, is a Man City fan. All he's known is this. Yeah, sure. And he's like, if he said, when this era ends, he's going to be like these Man United fans are now. Like, what? Yeah. We're yeah, not winning? Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, but yeah, so anyway, so anyone, look up Project Big Picture. It is interesting. It has been rejected. What that typically means is someone will rehash it, turn it around, change a few things, and then resubmit it. So, you know, Project Slightly Bigger Picture <laughs> will probably be on the horizon very soon. <laughs> Um, look out for it because typically they'll try and sneak something in and fan groups need to be aware. Uh, but mate, if you're happy, um, I'd like to take us across to Instagram and Facebook to get some comments from our fellow fans. Let's go. Now it's time for your comments. Right, then we're going to start with Instagram. Our friend Mountain Man. Oh, I'm so relieved. That he's, I, I love it when Mountain Man comments. This guy, he's, he's like a um, an enigma, isn't he? Yeah. You know, but uh, well, he's becoming like a character in our show. Um, <laughs> I do need to sort him out a his own theme tune for a comment. Mountain Man, dun dun dun. Um, Mountain Man says, "How many goals will Bell score this Sunday?" <laughs> uh, he then says, "Anything less than a hat trick, and I'm bailout." <laughs> Anything less than a hat trick, um, a mountain man come and sort him out. Yeah, yeah mountain man. It's, it's not just man because it's double A N, so it's man. It's, it's real man. Mountain dot man. Um, Laura replied to him, by the way, saying, I think you'll score shit last. Laura, potty mouth. Oh, my word. Terrible. Oh, yeah, terrible. Do you, do, you, do you say things like that to people when you're on the pole? Hang on, that sounded really wrong. <laughs> Dancing, dancing. I may have to edit that. That's bad. Anyway, move on quick, Matt. Um, how many goals is Bell going to score? Quick, yeah, Matt, loads. help me. Dig me out of the Shit hole. Shit loads. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. 
Woo, head in the Facebook, people. We're moving on fast now. Um, Mark Ivy on Facebook says, with Europa League group stage commencing next week, it would seem logical to play almost two separate teams for the league and the Europa League. What do you think? Um, Matt, whoa, I, I think a mix, definitely. Um, but the last thing you want to do is kind of kill momentum sometimes. You know, picking up wins can be really addictive and really kind of great for the whole squad i would imagine that kane's not going to play many group games i'd imagine kane's going to be on the bench and our new striker is going to start but I'd, I'd guess there's going to be a mix but i mean you look at our squad depth now genuinely here that there should be enough in that first team squad that you can field two fairly different starting 11s you know in consecutive games and still be very strong yeah, exactly. I like the way you, I like you, the fact you said a new striker. It's just it's really nice to you know. Yeah. There's some feels like so many positives yeah. after that transfer window. But yeah, you, you're right. I don't think you can go right. Here are eleven players, and here are a separate yeah. eleven players, and these two separate elevens are going to play one Europa, one league. Yeah. But I, I feel like there yeah, there I will be positions so. like Joe. I can imagine Joe Hart being a Europa League goalkeeper. I I'd imagine so. Yeah, yeah but simply because I I think you know they. It's that kind of voice, you know, if you've got Tanganga playing in those games, the the experience behind, and, you know, he's a gobby kid. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, regardless of what people think of him or, you know, form or whatever, so far in our shirt, I've seen him concede a few goals and they've all been like absolute howitzers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's hard at the moment for me to make a judgment on whether I think he's been a good signing or not. You know, a few games into the Europa League where we get to see him actually maybe do some stuff rather than just go, wow, that came out of nowhere. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, let's let's see what happens. But I think so. I think he will be involved. I mean, of course, Gazaniga's not in the squad. Uh, Gazaniga had to drop out to allow our new striker to be in the squad. Uh, so basically, you've got a couple of the academy keepers in Austin and Whiteman, both available as well. But yeah, I'd, I'd imagine you'd kind of rotate it quite literally. Lloris starts the league game, Hart starts the Europa, and you know the other one's on the bench. Mm. That's that's my thinking anyway. Mm. Or possibly Gazaniga on the bench for the league games, depending on the fitness of the guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I still think there might be a few that do double duty some weeks and not other weeks. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Delhi starting in Europa and, like, almost kind of... Do you remember that season that Kane kind of had his breakthrough and his breakthrough came from playing the Europa League group games and just banging in yeah. goals? You'd kind of, if you were like managing Delhi at the moment, you'd kind of look at that and think, right, play all these games, Delhi, like they're cup finals, and all of a sudden your form can click back in, and you just take that into like into the league, which makes sense. And also, if you got someone in the Europa League on a Thursday night, absolutely incredible. If you're if that person plays in your position and you're playing on Sunday, you know you got up your game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know that if you go out on Sunday and for thirty minutes you're not at it, you're being dragged off mm. because that's what Jose will mm. do. And it, it, like the whole squad now is a real fiery competitive edge to it. It doesn't have that same friendship. But I mean, don't get me wrong; I think they're all still mates. But it's like, like it's kind of like this change between Pochettino had them all as a family. And it was like, you know, this week your brother's going to play, next week you're going to play, don't worry, you're all going to get minutes. With Jose, it feels a bit more like there's an edge to it. There's a bit more competitive kind of 
anger in amongst them. Like, okay, I'm going to play and I'm going to make sure this position's mine. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, all right, fine. Like, I mean, look at Ben Davis, gentle Ben. We signed this new left back and he's he does really well. All of a sudden, Ben Davis has cropped up with two assists in two games. Yeah, and also, like... The, he got one. How physical he's... <laughs> last like, season. Like, like, honestly, me and Sarah started calling him Ben the Bulldozer. He's like a... The difference yeah, in the guy. Like, he's on a mission, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he is. And, and it's... it's in, I mean, I, it's kind of like Sir Joria as well. I... I and people think, were you looking for problems? I, I don't look for problems with surgery. I expect to see them. And then in his last game for us, I was like, that was probably one of his best performances yeah. in our shirt. Yeah. That That is not a coincidence that that's because we signed Matt Doherty and Doherty's come in and everyone's gone, he's our number one. He's wearing the number two shirt. He's, he's the number one right back. And I think even Sissoko gave an interview to like the club official website where he said, oh, you have to understand Serge's personality. Now he's got real pressure on him. He's upped his game. Mm. It's like, you know, it doesn't feel like rocket science to anybody. You know, oh, look, competition for places and everyone's playing better. Yeah, of course. But, you know, but it's been a while. It's been a while since the squad have had that kind of a uh, little bit of angst between them. Not, not like angry, not like they don't like each other, but that little bit of like, oh, you want my shirt, don't you? Okay, right, well, you've got to take it off yeah. me then because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the man. Um, it'd be, it's so interesting to see how Kane does because I genuinely feel his form at the start of this season is Bale coming in and everyone be like, Bale's back, Bale the hero, and Harry being like, all right, I'm, I'm the man though. You all remember that, right? I am the king here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, you know, his assist, his goals... Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but yeah. So, Mark, I hope we've babbled around and kind of answered your question there. Uh, last one is from Ryan Miller. Ryan says, "Do you think the result against Man United was a one-off fluke, or do you think this will kickstart our season and Spurs will finally go on and achieve great things this year?" Too many times I get my hopes up at results like that, and then we go and lose to Burnley. <laughs> yeah, Wilkins <laughs> been a Spurs fan, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. That that kind of sums up Tottenham fandom in a in a nutshell. Um, well, you, you take that one, my friend. Do you think it's a one-off fluke? I, I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, you look at. Um, I mean, you say it's one-off fluke. I mean, I appreciate Man United aren't Southampton, but we terrorised them, didn't we, a, a couple of weeks we did, ago? Yeah. So, you know, we're, terror, we're terrorising teams, and also, we, I mean, we terrorised McCabe Haifa in the in Europa League. So. We are destroying teams. Yeah. I mean, we're not, you know, it's not like we've been, we've sneaked a couple of one nils and another one nil and then suddenly had that, that result. We've been walloping teams fairly consistently, consistently this season. So yeah. I don't think it's a one-off. But again, it, you know, it's almost like you, you feel like the way he's thinking is like the next game, we can, like, you know, we've got West Ham mm-hmm. and now we're all thinking, oh, we're destroying teams. We'll destroy West Ham. Bowers. Bell's going to hopefully yeah, be starting. Is, and then yeah. and then they beat us like 1-0. And you're like, oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, now I'm being reminded yeah. why I'm a Spurs fan. You're always going to have that in your back of your mind. But if we carry, if, if Biggie, if we carry on playing like we've been playing, and I can't see why we, we won't carry on, on on this run and, and carry on destroying teams. No, I agree with you. I'd, I'd, I'd say the scoreline could be classed as a bit of a freak scoreline. Um you're not going to smash every team 6-1. And, you know, Liverpool lost however many they lost by. You know, that's not going to happen every week. It's, it's just not. Mm. Um, but we have got the firepower that if we get into teams and teams, you know, give us the bit of space like Man United did, like Southampton did, we'll destroy yeah. them. You know, and uh, but the thing is, 
we've just had an international break and every club watched what we did. So West Ham will be the first team and there'll be every other team afterwards. They're not going to give us that space. And the difference or the kind of the obstacle we've now got to face is how we deal with that. Because Lo Celso, he can unlock a team. And Dombele, he can unlock a team. And Gareth Bale coming on, he can smash one from 30 yards and unlock a mm. team. And that will terrify teams, you know, genuinely. Because we, me and you talked about it just after this signing was completed. Sonny Kane in Bale, if you're a defence, you know, what's your plan? Yeah, of course. You know, okay, we'll, well, all right, we'll, we'll stand off them. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, we'll get tight to them. Don't do that. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, the options that are there are, are just phenomenal. And it's going to be a challenge. And I hope people get to the mindset of it's kind of like, okay, we start again now. You know, international break's done, gone. West Ham, uh, and this isn't a dig, even though it could be conceived as one, didn't have as anywhere near as many internationals as us. So their squad have been looking at us for the week and a bit, and that's all they focused on. The training, the working on what they're going to do, working on plans, watching uh, how we beat Man United and Southampton, You know, watching how we were so poor against Everton, and thinking, okay, what can we do that Everton did to get in their faces? Um and that'll be it, you know. We all our players are returning the Hotspur way now, today, tomorrow, and then we go again on Sunday. So it is a challenge. It is going to be unique. It is starting again. I'm confident. I'm positive. But you know, it's it's kind of like one of those things. I think everyone needs to be the six-one happened, but that's done. That's three points. It's now the next game. Um, and if we smash them like six-nil or something, then I'll get really excited. So come on, what is your prediction for Sunday? Um, I think we're still conceding goals. Um, I'd love us to keep a clean sheet because I think that'd make Jose happier than anything. But I, I'm gonna—I I genuinely think we're gonna win the game. I think we're gonna win it three-one. Yeah, we te- we tend to do well. It is away, isn't it? Is it their ground? Um, or is it at home? I don't know. I think it's. Ours. Is it at home? Is it? I think it's our ground. Yeah. yeah I think we so. tend to do well against them. So, I mean, they, I know they. Probably, I mean, thankfully, I haven't hit too much. They were the first team to beat us at a new stadium, weren't they? But yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I feel like we, 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 yeah. I, I feel like if we, if we, it's difficult because, like you say, they've had the two weeks, and I, and don't have a dig. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I'm happy to have a dig at West Ham. You know, when you can get one, have one. You know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it. it I'm not saying it's gonna. They, they, they've got that advantage, but. You know, Mourinho's no idiot. He's he's got an, you know, it's, no. it's not the first time he's had players back from internationals. You know, they know what they're doing. I think no, they'll be ready yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. You know, I think they'll be ready. Okay, mate. well, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it anyway, and that's something that for Tottenham for a little while now I can't say. Mm. You know, I've been kind of going into games a bit, kind of. Oh, please be better this week. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. It's it's kind of like please, please be this week that things click. And against that week where we beat, you know, because we knocked Chelsea out of the League Cup on penalties. You know, everyone's kind of forgotten that. Yeah. Um, then we smashed that team in the Europa qualifier, which had all the hallmarks of a Tottenham trip up. You know, really, that fixture, all the hallmarks of this is going to go wrong. Mm. And we then we absolutely murdered them. And then then we got, you know, we went to Man United and all, uh, sorry, played Man United. And all of us were just like, oh. This is going to be bad. This is going to be really. Oh wow! Actually, no. We went to Old Trafford and won six. Do you, do you know what though? No, like especially um, with the internationals as well. I've got to say, how shit is Harry Maguire? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah, Harry's out. Like, oh. where in the pl- this planet did an eighty million price tag ever appear for for that guy? Oh, I, I, it's one of those things in modern football, right? And I, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound really cruel, but at the World Cup, he got an almost cult-like following due to his social media presence and the fact as an attacking threat in like from set pieces, he was great. Mm. But actually, defensively, at that World Cup, genuinely, no, without all the hysteria and the fun of its coming home and all that stuff, we weren't that good. Yeah. We, we genuinely weren't that good. And just look at when we finally faced good teams in Belgium and Croatia, we lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other teams that still scored against us, but we managed to outscore them, <laughs> yeah. you know? I, you know, I can't remember who it was, but everybody got a goal against us, I think, pretty much. But... um. He he got this thing and he was at Leicester, but like Leicester signed him the year before he was relegated with Hull. Um, Leicester got him. He had a fairly decent season at Leicester, but not kind of like one where everybody, you know, when Virgil van Dijk went to Liverpool, every pundit, everybody was looking at him going, he's the best defender in the league. Mm. And they've spent mega money to get him, but he is the best defender in the league. And he's gone to Liverpool and he has justified that. Absolutely. In my opinion, he... When they signed him, I went, wow, that's so much money. I don't get that. But he he improved their team to the point that you go, okay, I get yeah, it. All yeah. right. they, they made the right decision there. Mm. With Maguire going to Man United, let's just say for a minute that Man United paid $40 million for him. Me and you right now would be having the same conversation going, how did they ever value him at £40 million? Mm. He's not a forty million pound footballer. Even when you factor in the kind of homegrown English aspect of it, which means that these players are typically overpriced, he isn't a forty million pound football player. The fact Leicester City got eighty million pounds for him must, to this day, be one of the funniest jokes at their training exactly. ground in the history of the world. They must have like a golden statue of him at their training ground. All the players walk out every day and go. <laughs> You know, because they could do that. They could literally create a gold statue of him for like a couple of hundred grand of that 80 million and <laughs> still be laughing about the amount of money they made. Because he, he isn't an 80 million pound football player. You look around the world at the transfers at that echelon of money and it, it's a joke. It's unreal. It's a bad, bad joke. It's and I, I, And I don't, you know, he's a human being and I feel for him in this moment. He had that incident in the summer, which I don't know enough about to comment on. But yeah, that incident in the summer, he's had, he's in terrible form. And then he's gone away with England and everyone's gone, look, go away with England. You know, you're settled there. You you know, you'll be all right. He's had a couple of poor games and then he goes and does that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, mate, maybe, maybe just go back to Man United and say, I need a week off. Yeah. yeah. I, do you know what yeah. I mean? Just like, I need to do something else. I just need to do something you know, if I was him, I'd go to Liverpool City Centre right now and just kiss some random strangers and go, sorry guys, COVID positive, I need a couple of weeks isolation. Well, do you know you say COVID? Sorry, you sorry know you say everyone. COVID, I was thinking he needs a circuit breaker, that's what he needs, isn't he? He does, <laughs> he does need a circuit breaker. Oh, look at that, it brings it all the way back to COVID. Dub ends, dub end the show. Um, yeah, mate, I, uh, yeah, it's hard because I do, in those moments, I feel for him, but at the same time, the amount of money they spent on him. It's no wonder that Man United fans, like serious Man United fans now, not just like the Glory Brigade, but the serious fans of that club are looking at their owners going, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, you've gone through these managers with the CVs they've got. You've then settled on Ollie, who's really got no CV to speak of, but we're all behind him because he's one of us. And 
this is the crap you're serving him to try and you know to try and win the league mm. and you're trying to tell us you're ambitious mm. and we're going to try and win things and yet you spent 80 million on Harry Maguire. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? it really is. Yeah, and and then you're quibbling with Borussia Dortmund and Jadon Sancho. That negotiation must have been equivalent to us over fifteen million quid, and you spent oh, eighteen million my on God. that. It's just it's ridiculous. Nope, it? it is ridiculous. And and you see the Man United are putting out press stuff like, oh, you know, because we're Man United, people are trying to rip us off. I'm sorry, mate. They're not trying. They, they have. have yes. They have ripped <laughs> exactly. you off. You have bent over and been ploughed. <laughs> now you need to like sort it out. But anyway, on on that, on that delightful note. image and note, yeah. <laughs> Uh, mate, that's us. Um, next week we will have a loan update. I was going to do it this week, but it kind of seems a bit silly doing it today when the window closes tomorrow. So I'll do it next week. We'll have a full comprehensive rundown of all the players who have gone out on loan. The one thing I said last week, and I'm going to correct, is uh, my genuine belief was Jack Clark would be going out on loan. Tottenham journalists with really good ties to the club now say he has really impressed Mourinho and Jose wants to keep him there and has named him in the Europa League squad. So that's Jack Clark. So keep an eye out with that. Um, apparently their their assessment was he'd learn more from playing with Bale and Sonny in training every week than he will from going out on loan. Nice, fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, it's quite an interesting thing, mm. yeah. So that's Jack Clark. Um, of course, now I've said that and corrected myself, he'll go out on loan. <laughs> yeah, you wait, yeah, exactly. you wait and see. Like, oh yeah, we had a really good offer for him. Great, cheers, guys. Made me look a prat. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's. That's the word around a campfire. So anyway, mate, um, we'll be back next week talking all things Tottenham and talking about the West Ham game. Everyone take care during these still crazy upside down times. Speak to you again. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. Thank you.